Hello and welcome back to the Left Field Thinking Podcast. This is our Christmas special episode and we're lucky enough to be joined by some returning friends of the show. Britt Brody, James Bateman, Mark Egner and Brett Holland. Plus some special guest appearances from Andrew Gibson, Rob Farrington, Keely Dunn, Paul Caddy, Phil Roper and Brendan Creed. It's just a bit of fun. I hope you enjoy our festive ramblings. Merry Christmas. You're officially friends with the show. We're the only ones could get, huh? Right, so <laughs> even Elliot's not here. <laughs> We're going to start the, the episode with a challenge, and it's our Christmas mic drop. So during the course of the episode, we're going to be an hour long. You have got to get a guest to join the show from the world of hockey, tell a Christmas joke and leave. What we'll do is while you're sending your messages out, we'll talk around the the topic. So um, slightly different uh, theme today. Firstly, we'll start off. Quick round the table. What's been your favourite episode of the Left Field Thinking podcast? Mark Egner, go. Ooh, it's a lot of pressure. Um, I was thinking about this a minute ago, and I think I'm going to go with uh, Self Pass, Bernardo. Why? Because if I'm being really honest, I'd never really knew who was behind the brand. And then to hear his stories about like the different places he'd worked in and, um, to be able to work in high performance hockey, but in environments where you're kind of working on a budget, I think is a really cool insight um, that I wasn't really expecting to get from the episode. So it was a, a nice little sneak peek behind the curtain. Excellent. James Bateman. Brett Holland one, definitely. Brett, Brett speaks a lot of wisdom. I love listening to Brett. It's nice hearing swear as well, I thought. A rare treat with Brett because he's usually very clean. Yeah. Brett? Uh, my favourite Tianicas so far. Oh. And uh, it's probably because, you know, just working with her in the past and, and not having that, her being as open as she was with you. And so it was, uh, it was really interesting to hear. Yeah, I enjoyed that one. What's your favourite? I mean, other than ours. Uh, other than you three. At the time, Andrea was really good. I think the person I would like to speak to more again, and every time I speak to them, I'm just captivated, is Parnham, Craig Parnham. So probably Parnham might just top Andrea for me. But that was a good one, yep. Rob, you there? Hello. Hello, sorry. Rob Farrington, Surbiton, are you a legend yet? Legend, no chance. Waterboy, Surbiton Waterboy. No, Passerboy, Passerboy, come on. Passerboy, okay, so here you go. There's even a group of pirates who've had to self-isolate because the R rating was too high. That was very good, Baz. I don't even know what that is. Arguably, arguably Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Well, for... Let's isolate for Christmas, you know. Okay, yeah, good. Well, thank you for that, Rob. Drop the mic, off you go. What is this for, sorry? (laughs) (laughs) I'm off me to go now. Yeah, yeah, that's it, thank you. 
Um, oh, we've got someone else in the waiting room. Who's this little Christmas cracker? Oh, two people in the waiting room. Here we go. I'm losing. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, let, let them both in at the same time. Hello, Andrew Gibson. How are you? Uh, what's your joke? Andrew Gibson, Loughborough University. Go. Um, what's my joke? Do I need to be ready with it right away? Well, that was the point. How oh, was it? Uh, okay, I have it here. What do you call a bunch of chess players bragging about their games in a hotel lobby? I don't know. Chestnuts boasting in an open foyer. <laughs> <laughs> That's offensively good. <laughs> it's all right. And uh, oh, Brendan Creed. Uh, what is the best Christmas present? A broken drum. You can't beat it. <laughs> wow. Give you a light little chuckle. I can't match Gibbos, I'm afraid. No, Gibbo, that's, uh, that's tremendous work. Okay. Uh, it's currently... 2-1 to me, and Mark and Britt, you're lagging behind on none. 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 Okay, right, we'll move on to our next question. Um, you can go now. Thank you. Yeah. Do you want me to do it? <laughs> you can if you want. You can stay there. It's up to you. What was the purpose of the call? Was it just the jokes? Or we all, is that what it was? That's all I need. Yeah. yeah. It's just Will being Will. Right, next question. Yeah. Uh, how, so we'll go to... Brit first. How have you dealt with COVID in your workplace? Very briefly. And in what, my workplace. Yeah. And what, um, positives, what positives from it are you going to keep? Personally, doing all the coach education, all the different uh, different things available, such as LFT, but not only. Um, and increasing my, my network has been awesome. And then uh, on the field, we started out not being able to pass a ball to each other because it was considered sharing sporting equipment. So we did a lot of technical work and uh, that has really helped our team. Uh, Mark Egner. Similar to Britt, we had some pretty strict um, limitations on what we could and couldn't do. So all of our trainings had masks and we were socially distanced. So we yet to have a tackle in training. So no one's lost the ball in that regard. In terms of things we'll probably keep, I think we've been very good at using technology and at facilitating conversation in a non-in-contact space, which I think will be really helpful moving forwards. Um, but I am looking forward to the day when we're allowed to tackle. That'll be a, a real plus. James Payton. Oh. <laughs> it was well harsh. <clears throat> I, I think as has been... Uh, the, well, it's been frustrating not being able to play fixtures. I think it's been really nice just to, to go back to focusing on coaching and just making players better or helping players to get better. That I think that's been really nice for, from our point of view of that it's, it's sort of simplified it back to, to what, what we're good at in terms of being players get better at playing hockey. Um, I think that's been why it's been frustrating not being able to play against other teams. It's been quite cool that that's been our real focus. It's no longer right, we've got a game at the weekend, we need to sort this out from last weekend. It's just, let's really look at how we can develop these individuals all the way through a, um, a season. So that's been quite a nice thing that sort of shifted the way we've thought about things. So what, what are you going to keep then, James? I think that, that focus really, um, particularly in the school environment of looking at 
the the games are just an opportunity for us to put into practice what we've been looking at and having less focus on that we're playing this team at this weekend. So how are we going to try and combat that? Just simply looking at it, the games are a really good opportunity for us to practice some of the skills that we've been looking at in the wider context of, of um, the programme. So that would be something that I think we'll really look to try and keep. Thanks, Britt. Right, OK. So, Gibbo, what's been going on at Loughborough? You're here now. You might as well. <laughs> well have I gatecrashed what is a podcast? Or meant yeah, to? yeah, 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 yeah. Well, look, you're only getting more bang for buck, aren't you? So, okay. Uh, what's going on at Loughborough? Well, I, f- I feel really lucky hearing Brit and Mark's stories because <clears throat> actually what we had to do is much less. But, um, so the tricky thing was how quickly things changed. That was So how quickly guidance changed and how quickly you had to enact that. So you had to be adaptable. But, um, yeah, we had to train in bubbles for probably... I'm trying to think now. We were back start of August and we had a lockdown and we finished second week in December. So like the three months that we got to train, about half of it would have been in training bubbles of six, which was challenging. Uh, I don't want to have to draw up another bib rotor. So that's an interesting thing as well. Not being able to like just you wear that colour. So once a bib used, it goes in the bin liner. You're not going to be keeping bib rotors then. That's not what you... No, bib rotors won't be kept. I guess the thing you'd keep is... Because there's all this sort of like organisationally check training was more challenging, you'd probably brief players more. So you'd start doing, we'd start doing like Loom videos, if not Zoom, Loom, just a recording of a screen where you'd go through the plan where you're voicing over it as a coach and it send it as a link to WhatsApp. So just like the nuts and bolts and stuff for the practices, the players knew, which had a bit of value. But actually it made you think, well, why was I doing that before? Like we were doing it for COVID protocols primarily to sort of say at this point you're at this station and then you're going to do this, this and this, but it has value even without COVID. So probably something operational and boring like that, Will. Thrilling. Thanks, Gibbo. Um, <laughs> Keely Dunn. Hello. 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 How are you? I'm good, thank you. Did Mark invite you? Yeah, he's going to be dearly for this. That's one point for Mark. There we go, depending on the quality of the joke. No pressure. All right, folks. How do you find Smith in the snow? I don't know. I don't know. Well, you look for the fresh prince. <laughs> good Lord. That's Pleasure good. to be here. That's good. Oh, look at that mic drop, too. I'll be here all week. All right. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Response, Keely. I love it. <laughs> You're very welcome. <laughs> I'm leaving. Bye. <laughs> Keely, thank you. Excellent. What am I thankful for? I, I think I'm with you, Britt. I've really enjoyed the increased network of coaches online. I think the, the, the virtual community has been a real, a really great thing. And that's certainly the one thing I'd like to maintain. Definitely. What are you thankful for this year? James Bateman. Uh, I think the, the real community of coaches. I think that, that's been really cool. And so I'm really thankful for that. Uh, lockdown's pretty tough in the UK in terms of things changing. I mentioned that things move quite quickly and things get taken away. That as, as we're speaking now, things are changing for Christmas. So I think it's been really nice the way the community of coaches has, has sort of stuck together. 
Um, it's been nice just to pick up the phone and, and be able to to connect with people and chat with people in Zoom and, and all sorts of different bits. I'm really grateful that we have that community of coaches and the hockey world's quite small. So it's quite uh, nice to be able to do that and, and chat with different people. So I think that's that's probably the biggest thing that I'm, I'm grateful for. Aren't you cute? Mark Egner. I think within a COVID context, just to be in a space where we're being kept safe, where the decisions that are being made are being made to keep us safe. And then um, personally, this has been a really strange and challenging year because I moved right before the pandemic hit. So it meant that I was in a new space. So I think I'm most thankful for um, just friends around the world, you know, to be able to finish a day at work and hop on a Zoom or hop on a call with somebody because that was something that was going to be a struggle if that didn't happen. So, I mean, Will, you and I have had a number of chats that went hours on end, which I think have been absolutely fantastic and something I'm really hopeful that I get to keep post-COVID. I am thankful that I have not committed homicide for any of my children, either of my children or husband. I think that is a huge win for me. I think came close often. So I'm not in jail. That's positive. Uh, and we have a new president at some point. So those are the two major positives. In no, my life. Don't jinx it. And I'm very He's not what? there yet. Don't jinx it. Oof. Anything could be better, right? Gibbo, as you're here. Well, I'm thankful that you've let me stay, first and foremost. Thanks for that. It's not every day you get a hijack a podcast, is it? Uh, what am I thankful for? Getting to watch Leeds every week in the Premier League, that's pretty good. Even yesterday? Um, even yesterday, yeah, yeah. Lost to a good side. Yeah, very similar to James. Thankful for a good coaching community, which you can um, rely on to kind of change your thinking in these challenging, challenging times and bounce ideas off. And um, yeah, thankful for podcasts as well. I've listened to millions this year, so that's been good. They've What's your favourite? Tough. Uh, to learn stuff that's useful. The Sports Psych Show with Dan Abrahams, most probably. You're up there, Will, but, you know, that these, this is a really good one. You're not on message, are you? Come on. No, I'm not. Um, oh, start playing one. Um, and then the one that's quite funny is the Socially Distanced Sports Bar, which is it makes me laugh. So I listen to that one as well. I like uh, Brendan's and Phil's one, actually. Yeah, yeah. Let's stick together. That, that one's quite funny. Have you posted it to the workplace? No, but thank you for the plug. Oh, yeah, thankful for the workplace as well. Good job, Will. Cheers. Cheers, Do you get money every time we say workplace? <laughs> or every time there's a post? No, it's Zuckerberg does, I think. Mm. <laughs> he needs everything. He needs all he can get, doesn't he? So keep going. He just learns a little bit more about us each time. Right, last question. We're flying through here, aren't we? Uh, what are you looking forward to in 2021? The game of hockey itself coming back, whether that be the Olympics or just on a local level, just the opportunity to get out and watch hockey and to do the thing that we've all spent the last 12 months talking about doing, I think will be a real um, highlight when that comes back. Yeah, same for me, only not just hockey. Like, I want to get out and watch our lacrosse team play and go to softball games and go to, you know, any event because that's, that's usually our, our life. We bop around from sporting event to sporting event, whether it be the five-year-olds competing or college or, you know, going to 
you know, San Francisco Giants games, you know, stuff like that. It's, that's our life and that doesn't exist right now. So um, just, just competition in general. That's what I miss. Snakey Bateman. Yeah, I think I, I echo the other guys. It's just being able to get out and do stuff. Um, being able to play sport, go and see sport, go and see people, simple things like not having to count five other people to go to a pub. That would be quite nice, just not being bothered about how many people are there. Um, so, yeah, just being able to go back to sort of things you take for granted, of just be able to go and see people and not worry about them. Uh, if you can go, if you're in the right tier, if you're doing the right thing and the right rules of where you are, I think those, those bits and looking forward to going back to. Still wait for the invitation. Well, I don't know if I'm really a guest on this yet. Go on, thank you both. Proper sport, like everyone said, uh, like unfettered, like the full experience, like people watching, gathering after in a safe way. That's safe because COVID's disappeared. Uh, that'd be good. Seeing people and travel of any, any form, going somewhere, going on a holiday. I'm meant to be in Canada for a wedding in August. That'd be nice if I can get there and spend some time across the pond before. So yeah, those three things. Yeah, I, th- I think um, having moved somewhere, and Mark might echo this sort of feeling, not really had the proper authentic experience of being in that new place yet. So and particularly, you know, somewhere like Belgium, right in the middle of Europe, the ability to go to cross borders and go to different cities around Europe, uh, unrestricted, that would be great. And the, the, the Olympics, if they go ahead, I think that would be amazing because you talk about proper sport, I think for all of us, that's probably the highlight of our sporting calendar. I don't know. I'd agree with you on that too, Will. I think um, we're all living kind of life light right now, where it's like a, a reduced and a, um, a lighter version of whatever life in our, our spaces usually would be. So getting that chance to just get back somewhat to normality, get to travel, get to experience where you live, I think is going to be hopefully something everyone starts to appreciate more too. Last challenge, it's currently 2-1-1-0. I really don't think that you can count yourself. You knew what the challenge was going to be. So when did you send these emails or texts to ask people? Uh, about 20 minutes before we start the conversation. Mm-hmm. I did send mm-hmm. a lot. And I went, you know, I didn't pitch it high as, you know, Gibbo is testament to that. I went for the people that were gonna be, have, have, have availability for the evening. Mm-hmm. No offence. Not competing with a lot at the moment, Will. The last challenge is everyone here has to tell a Christmas joke and Gibbo's going to decide who the best Christmas joke is and they get five points. I think that's fair. This is more pressure. This is, I'd sign on for a really friendly get-together, a bit of a, a, bit of a chat. Thought we'd talk about hockey. Been mostly Christmas challenges. I'm not sure I signed up for this. Well, what's your joke, though, Mark? That's the whole Christmas jokes. I was going to ask if that was the joke, Mark, because I was unmoved. <laughs> what do snowmen eat for lunch? I don't know. What do snowmen eat for lunch? Ice burgers. Okay. I thought you were going to say snowflakes. That could have been breakfast. Good joke, though. Who is Santa's favorite elf? I don't know who is Santa's favorite elf. Elvis Presley. Very good. Probably, <laughs> probably doing enough there. Bateman, what have you got? Uh, how much does Santa's sleigh cost? I don't know how much does Santa's sleigh cost. Nothing. It was on the house. Oh. 
Yeah. Okay. Bateman's. Hang on, I've, I've got well, one. I have a better one. I have a better one. He actually stole mine. What do you call Santa when he takes a break? Santa pause. Santa pause, good. I have yeah. a better one. Brit's got a new one. Why was the snowman looking through the carrots? I don't know. Why was he was that... picking his nose. Oh, very good. <laughs> if it's on the first round, I think James wins. Thank you, Andrew. Just. Always knew I could count. What are you going to do with your five points? Just enjoy them, I think. You're going to yeah. bank them and do some gamification yeah. about practice. Are you going to bank them and yeah. buy a cheat code for the next level? Surely we can do better than this. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering the same thing, Brit. I feel I've been a real low ebb for this podcast. I've probably started some sort of downward spiral because I can only imagine what heights you were hitting before I came and got on board. Well, you came in maybe 30 seconds. Oh, did I? I came in. Give I reckon that you've actually contributed more now than Will. <laughs> That's not hard. You've just taken ownership. Now you're the quiz master. <laughs> yeah. Judge, jury, executioner on the joke front. Absolutely. Is that it? Right. Here, here's one for you. Share a holiday tradition Ooh. that you do in your families. Okay. William Murray. Thanks, Britt. We used to have a snowman at my, grandpa, uh, my grandparents' house that was hollow. And inside it, there'd be, you'd have to rummage around and you'd pull a clue out. And it was a present hunt around the house. That was fun. And then I made that. I made, a, I made one for my niece and nephew, um, my nieces and nephew, uh, last year. But obviously, that's not going to happen this year. But that's, So that's a tradition. That's awesome. I like that. Mark Hagner. It's very similar to Will's, I guess. When we were kids, um, when we'd wake up Christmas morning, our stockings would always have a piece of wool tied to them. And then we would follow the wool all around the house. And it would go outside, up the back garden, in and out of the shed. It would go everywhere. And sometimes it would go past wherever the present was. So you couldn't like jump from one line to another. You had to follow it everywhere. So every Christmas morning before we went to church, we'd be in our pajamas and our Wellington boots, like, running around the garden while all of our neighbors were like looking out the window at what are the Eggners doing that crazy family <laughs> and it was weird because it was one of those things as a kid I'd get home, I'd come into school a couple of weeks later and I'd be like oh yeah Santa Claus did this and Santa didn't do that at every house in Ireland it was just ours so really uh, really tricked us a little I think I think your parents were taking that moment to maybe have a beer before church <laughs> That's a relaxing start to the day. <laughs> what do you got, Andrew Gibson? Uh, family tradition is a tricky one, I guess, is where I grew up at Doncaster Hockey Club. We used to play the cricket club at football every boxing day, which was really, really good, but it doesn't actually happen anymore. So like, all the family would go down for that. Me and my brother were playing the game, and it would be the... Yeah, I guess the two clubs were closer together when I was younger, but yeah, that used to be a great day that doesn't happen anymore. So, And if it did, it couldn't happen this year most probably. But yeah, that's a tradition that... Maybe we should bring back because it was a good day. Playing terrible football on after Christmas Day, just wobbling around full of turkey. <laughs> That's fun. You're so much more interesting than me. My my family is about as exciting as it gets. We'd all get together and play board games, but it would never be actually on Christmas. We'd we'd always be like two or three weeks after. One time it was an Easter because we just didn't all get together at Christmas. That it kind of just 
became a thing that wasn't really a Christmas tradition that happened at Christmas that couldn't fit at Christmas. So we'd, we'd all get together at different times. But What's that's the board game of choice? Articulate is a board game of choice. Yeah. Articulate's a good one. Me and my brother were well into our 20s by the time we managed to beat the parents at Trivial Pursuit. Well into our 20s. The annual thrashing. Yeah, to do it. I guess our only uh, tradition that we still do is we cook a ton of food, like just cook and cook and cook and cook uh, for Christmas Eve. And we have this huge dinner with tons of wine uh, in my family. And then on Christmas morning, we make the kids, and I had to do it when I was a kid, but like we have to sit at the top of the steps so you can look down, you can see the presents that Santa has left and you can see your stockings, but you're not allowed to go downstairs until all the adults have not only gone downstairs, they've poured themselves coffee, they've let the dog out, they've taken it for a while, and you're just like screaming at the adults. And of course, the adults have all had too much wine the night before. So, um, you know, it starts out the Christmas morning on, on the right note. So is, we do that to our children now. Is Christmas in America, is Christmas Day a definite turkey day? Or is it flexible? Because you've got Thanksgiving as well. Yeah, really it's flexible. Both turkey days. Flexible. Flexible. Yeah. Okay. We actually just do uh, leftovers on Christmas Day. We always do Christmas okay. Eve as like the big thing. I am delighted to say I'm about to get another point. Oh, wow. Your boss is here, Gibbo. Oh. <laughs> Hi, Brett. Hey, gang. How are we doing? I've actually had a griffin drop today. Got my new hoodie, haven't I? Ah. I've been it all day. Lovely and warm, mate. Snug. Hey, Mark. Hey, Brett. How you doing? Great. Oh, Jimmy V's on the call as well. Hey, Jimmy V. Hey, Brad. How are you? I'm buzzing. Yeah, I'm good. Go on. What, huh? what have you got in the locker, Brett? Oh, Christmas jokes. So I had one in my head, which is like my classic go-to. Then it's real, like, proper Christmas crack. Everyone knows it. Which is where does Christmas... Where does Father Christmas go when he's unwell? To the Elf Centre. Hmm. In that like health centre, yeah, yeah, yeah. Health it's always good when you explain your jokes. Yeah, I know. It's no good, is it? <laughs> My other one, the backup one, was uh, what are all elves' favourite music? Elvis Presley. Oh, very good. That's actually better than the answer, um, which is rap music. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be better wrote down with the spelling connotations with the W. Yeah. Good day. <laughs> Cheers, goodbye. <laughs> Just a bit of constructive feedback there for you, Brett. <laughs> We're very honest with each other at all times. Say it, say it. <laughs> see it, say it, rather. Well, thanks. Thanks for that, Brett. <laughs> How are you? Yeah, good. Yeah, good. Like, done for Christmas pretty much now, which is good. Um, just taking over a few bits and pieces, which is uh, pretty exciting. What are you thankful for this year? Good question. I think there, there's a lot. It's been a crazy, ridiculous, unprecedented, whatever the word is supposed to use the year. Um, because the fact that I'm, I'm, I'm still in my job, I'm still coaching, I get to speak to Gibbo uh, on a regular basis, more than I probably speak to anyone else, which is always a worrying thing. But um, yeah, I think I've been well supported by where I work as well to keep things going. I've been safe well family's been good that's probably things i'm probably most grateful for um then think about what do you actually with mark and Britt on the call as well the stuff you do over summer i'm 
still like buzzing from that to be honest that was really good and really thankful we've got the opportunity to bring us together and I'm sure it, it will continue long into the future hopefully post corona if that's ever a thing some of the people who said yes were just outstanding Jill Ellis was just lights out unbelievable so open yeah I've seen some stuff uh, and listened to a few podcasts with Jill on since she's an incredible woman isn't yeah. she yeah. she's done she's got on the, she's on the the coaches thing on Netflix as well so you know it's a great yeah. documentary that is. Yeah. I didn't like her episode that much, actually. But oh, the why is doc- that? I enjoyed it. Uh, the, I think it's because it was after the Doc Rivers one, which was, I thought, really good. I mean, I don't really Yeah, know. that was a knockout. Yeah. He was Ubuntu. brilliant. Ubuntu. Mourinho was quite divisive, I thought. Said some things that kind of went, hmm, okay. Mm. Like, some bits in there. When he said, I coached the team, not the players, I thought that was interesting. I was like, I'm sure you coached the players as well. But for the purpose of this documentary, maybe it's a part of a wider point. But yeah, so I'm interested. It was a good series, though. Brett, what are you looking forward to this year? Another quite tough question, to be honest. I just don't know what 2021 is going to hold. Uh, I'd like to be organised and planned and that kind of stuff, but not giving it enough thought, Will. And that's probably, I don't know, the place where we are, maybe. I guess work-related, love to get back on the pitch, play some games, get some good training us and that kind of stuff personally just moved house so look forward to kind of growing this house and kind of setting in and that kind of stuff how are, how are the dogs settling in they're having a whale of a time we live in like a little village so there's just walks everywhere and they get to chase pheasants and eat loads of poo and all that kind of stuff and stuff they just love doing <laughs> they have installed a hose out the back door because they just come back in filthy and they know it they walk in they're like oh crap and they're like try and get away but no, they get sprayed with ice cold water and they get to go in the house. <laughs> but yeah, they're loving it. Thanks, Will. Britt, your question was quite good about Christmas traditions. What's a family Christmas tradition for you, Mr. Holland? So it would be seeing my family. Currently sat in a tier four area. So uh, Zoom in the family. <laughs> I'm going to do a family quiz on like a Kahoot type thing and then uh, we'll uh, plug it into the TV and make it look like we're kind of with each other but we kind of won't be but no getting up eating chocolate for breakfast that's always fun uh, I still managed to keep that one on which would be great big dinner board games classic kind of stuff really nothing too crazy out the ordinary I'd say but yeah definitely presents first thing eat the chocolate uh, and all that kind of stuff I said this to someone the other day and they really judged me growing up we were only allowed one present before we went to church and um then we had our presents after Christmas dinner, which is weird. Don't know anyone. Yeah, look at, look at Egnan's face. After the dinner? <laughs> a lot of patience. What time would that be? Like four or five o'clock? Uh, or maybe it was lunch. It would be about, yeah, it'd be about four o'clock. I think we got stuff from Father Christmas, though. So, like, it was more just normal presents, like, from relatives. But it had to wait. That's hard. Okay. Favorite present you got growing up? I got a lot of really embarrassing things. I mean, one year I asked for a sewing machine. Did you get the sewing machine? I did get the sewing machine, yeah. Tracy Island was a good one. That was a great one from Thunderbirds. I had that as a kid, Will. That sold out. I remember my granddad always tells me the story that it was a massive sellout that toy and you couldn't get it for love and money. So he actually made me one. So I never really got it properly. It was, um, it was a Blue Peter make. I remember making yeah, it yeah. Blue Peter as well. That's good, yeah. Uh, oh, 
New new guest, bonus point for James Bateman. Yes. Hello, Phil. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Uh, what do you call a cow that lives in an igloo? <laughs> Don't know. An Eskimo. <laughs> Thank you, Phil. <laughs> Great joke. Cheers, guys. That's Phil Rowe for everybody, GB International. Blow he got me. the memo. That's what I was meant to do. Yes, Gibbo, <laughs> that's what he was meant uh, uh, Right, okay. That was good. Nice little cameo there. Um, At what point did you decide this became unairable then, Will, <laughs> as a podcast? I'm very good at editing. But I, al- <laughs> I also like to leave the shit stuff in, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Egna's got a question. Well, on my podcast, I text you going, have you edited this? Because the first like 20 minutes is just chatting and we're talking about the podcast, about everything. Can I... Okay, let's get started. And that's like 20 minutes in. <laughs> Mind games. One of the things that jumped into my head is that we talk a lot, um, and yeah, I think you talked about it with Breton Podcast to do too, about like podcasts, books, um, documentaries, all that sort of stuff. It's been a big year of watching and learning about sport. What are some of the big you know, medias, I guess, that you would, that you look back on 2020 and say, wow, I'm glad I watched that, read that, listened to that, whatever it is. I'm good at Gimbo since he's uh, the number one guest. What was the question? <laughs> you are living up to the billing. Um, best book, podcast, documentary, whatever that you consumed this year? Uh, I think podcast that I get the most used from is still, and I've been listening to it a couple of years, is the Sports Psych Show uh, from stuff that, I actually send on to people as well. Book, great question. Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Holiday. Very good. And show, I enjoyed Chasing the Sun, which is a documentary about South Africa rugby. Question is, did you cry at episode six or five? Yeah, yeah. Tears, floods, streams. Yeah. Won't give them, it's a spoiler, but it's an unbelievable moment. Watch it. How about you, James? What were, what were yours? I think it was early doors in lockdown, but I very much enjoyed The Last Dance just because it was mental and the way that he managed all his different people was just crazy. Um, I thought that was really cool. I think in terms of book, uh, I enjoyed Mensch Behind the Cones. I thought that was a really good read. I enjoyed that uh, while sat in the sunshine. Um, yeah, still going back to that now and looking at it because I just thought it was brilliant. Um, yeah, they're probably my two things that really stuck stuck out straight away. Any podcast other than the left field thinking? There's, there can't be many other podcasts out there, surely. That's, that's great product placement. Take notes there, Gibbo. That's how you answer that question. I felt it was like implicit from the fact I'm on it right now. Like, do a shout out to something that I'm currently in. Seems a bit desperate and craven, if I'm honest, Will. That's how I live my life. <laughs> I'm kidding. Shout out left field thinking and all the good work they do. Edit that way you like. Britt, what about you? Yeah, I think the only podcast I've really listened to is the left field thinking, to be honest. So I guess that makes me desperate. I mean, podcast is really the only like coach education or like professional stuff. 
And then I don't really watch TV very much. And when I do, like I watched The Last Dance, but that's because I was a Bulls fan like everybody else in the U.S. during that time. Um, but I think my current favorite is uh, The Queen's Gambit. If you haven't watched it, it's really flipping good. Um, has nothing to do with hockey or, you know, anything. It's great. And then uh, a book I'm currently reading is uh, Leaders Eat Last which is well done. So I'd, I'd recommend that to anybody. The Simon Sinek one. Yeah. Yep. Good book. Look at you knowing who it is. He's good. He puts things across really well as well, I think. Yep. Very good presenter as well. We got to get him on here. Well, that I, I, I dread to think what he charges for a personal appearance. I was going to say. Well, yeah, the sky's the limit. <laughs> Brett, what were yours? I didn't think of it at the time when you first asked the question, but Mench, actually, as Jimmy B mentioned, was a really, really good book. I really enjoyed that. Um, the other one I read over lockdown was the Stephen Rolnick one, Motivation Interview. That was really powerful. Um, and yeah, that was a really one that stuck with me, I guess. Um, podcast, what I really like is the High Performance Podcast with uh, Jake Humphrey and Damien Hughes. I really like they've got some really good ones um both in sport but also um like some business type ones as well and some, some rare sports and bits and pieces so um yeah it's been good um tv i guess the other one that i really enjoyed which i'm sure you guys did as well was the test um just seeing the behind the closed doors dynamics the the ups and downs and then the ups as it kind of went on and yeah that kind of made me got my head thinking and uh yeah turning things over as the show went on have you seen um trainer it used to be on netflix so it was all about um it's kind of tied to mensch it was about german um soccer coach development but it was like a a documentary series i guess where they followed a couple of german soccer coaches it's really good but it, it, i don't know where you can find it now but that was something that i watched a few years ago that every time someone says mensch i think of yeah i would have a link somewhere probably um, <laughs> I'll drive down actually uh, I'll have to try and find it Will what about you? Yeah a few, a few of the books uh, the motivational interviewing one's good I think I, I started reading at the start of the year I, I read like several books at the same time and they take about two years to finish and a dip in between because I have the worst attention span ever uh, Yeah, the courage, the courage to be disliked is quite a good one uh, I've gone back to read The Culture Code again as well, which is, you know, just good, isn't it? So they would be probably the, the books. Documentary, the test obviously was excellent. Last Dance was really good. Uh, the Edge, um, about the England test team, getting to number one in the world. I'm not sure if that was this year, but certainly it was probably around the turn of the year. I found that one fascinating with a sort of uh, mental health head-on. So it was really interesting and the impact of you know, the coach on an environment and on how those environmental pressures uh, affect the individuals within the team and therefore the team. I think as well, you know, looking at what's happening in Australia at the moment, it, it's probably quite a good one to watch. Podcast, the Michael Lewis one is good, Against the Rules. Yeah, Will. And the Flying Coach as well is very good. But yeah, that's that's probably where I'm at. Um, I would say. Great choices. I'm feeling very on um, on original right now because 
I had Against the Rules as well as Left Field Thinking as my two podcasts. And then the test was one of the shows I thought was fantastic. I'm like, man, I must be in an echo chamber here. The other one that I particularly enjoyed myself was the all or nothing about Tottenham Hotspur, just because I'm a Tottenham fan, but also to see how they transition between coaches and then how they dealt with COVID in their environment as well. And then um, I just finished a book called Remember This Titan, which is about a guy, uh, Coach Yost, who was one of the two coaches in the movie Remember the Titans. And I thought that was a fantastic read. Lovely kind of insight into his life, but also just the different lessons that he picked up along the way. So, shall we end it there? We said maximum an hour. It's uh, 8, 8.01. I might have a guest. I have a guest on the way too. Oh, my days. I messaged someone who also said no to you before they said no to me. Was it Katie so Bann? that means that you you definitely gave yourself a head start. I did, yeah. What's the point? What's the point of what's the point of being in charge if if you can't cheat? Like, I like it. Well done. It's a shame you didn't manage to win. And only because the person who I got on to tell a joke who hung around then decided that my joke wasn't the best joke. Disgraceful from Mr. Gibbs. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't get that memo. I thought it was Gibbs' podcast, isn't it? This is the Andrew Gibson podcast. Isn't that on Fridays? Live? Yeah, it's not named after me, though, is it? It's, do you do it, it live? It's a podcast. Okay. Yes, we do the 101 show on Fridays at five. Coaches in cars getting coffee. Well, yeah, exactly. We have a pod- There is a podcast out there for me and Brett. Bateman's been on it as a guest host. That was a good podcast, that series. It's on Snippets. a bit of a hiatus, Brett. Are you bringing it back? I think it's gone through the top guests. Well, that's the only issue. We've gone top shelf too early. Yeah. Uh, it's a bit like Faulty Towers. They left it at the right time. They didn't, want to, they didn't do the awkward series that you know when they peaked. Oh, we've got someone join the waiting room. Who's it going to be? Oh, Egna, go on then. Uh, my guest, this is uh, Paul Caddy, the new head coach at UConn. Paul, you just got to drop a Christmas joke and then you're free. All right, I've got a couple for you. Um, uh, I'm not going to say they're original, I just Googled it. But um, how much did Santa pay for his sleigh? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> James Bateman, do you know the answer? <laughs> Nothing, oh, it was on the house. <laughs> <laughs> Um, What's the next one, Paul? We've got to go a little deeper on the Google search. We've, we've had a few so far. Have you really? All right. Um, what did the snowman say to the aggressive carrot? Don't know. Get out of my face. <laughs> nice. Very good. Before you go, Paul, Will's going to throw one of his random questions at you and then you're free to leave. Ooh. All right. Don't no worry. Go for it. We'll go with Edna's question, actually. Go on, Mark. What was your question? Oh, um, Paul, what's the best book, podcast, or um, documentary that you've consumed in 2020? Um, ooh. For fun, there's one called We Are the Champions, and it starts with a Gloucester cheese roll. Um, and it's absolutely amazing how insane the people are that are running down there. So to me, it talks a lot about bravery. And in all, in all sports, you've got to be brave. Uh, there's also a chili pepper eating contest on there with absolutely ridiculous uh, uh, hot chilies on it. The chili um, one. So that was... It is mad. The, chili one? the Yo- yeah. Yo Championship one is pretty good as well. 
Oh yeah, the, yeah, those and they're they're incredible. The people on it, um, but it was inspirational. After all these, you know, serious webinars and kind of all good information, I thought it was quite. It was for me as well received because it was it, it showed a lot of qualities, uh, but at the same time in a different kind of way. Awesome. Um, book wise, um, I've just finished reading the Rebel Ideas book um, uh, from uh, Matthew Sayer. That was really good, and I've. Uh, and I've also just, the one you sent me, I've just started reading it, and it's very kind of addictive. Um, uh, Tuesdays with Maury. I couldn't put that down. I read it in a day. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that, I mean, again, there's a lot out there. I mean, I think we're all getting a lot of information um, from uh, collaborating, which is, you know, the, the, you know a great thing. You know, uh, I'm speaking with uh, uh, Lily Brazel uh, after Christmas uh, about, you know, how... Um, you know, her experiences can help us, you know, shape our program. And I think that'll be powerful. Um, you know, there's a lot of good things out there. Yeah. That's awesome. So what about you guys? What, what, what books came up? We had a bunch. You're going to have to wait till the episode drops and then you can uh, listen in and hear your joke and hear all the insights. And then Paul, of course, your favorite podcast is left field thinking podcast, right? Yes. Yeah, today it's just come to the top of my list. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I actually really like um, Eddie Jones did a couple, um, the Eddie Jones podcast, and I, I really like you know he's again he's another one that's really collaborated with different sports and kind of found the best things about it, kind of piece them together. So I really like that one. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining, Paul. Have a wonderful you're Christmas. You're welcome, and uh, and you guys too. I'm sure we'll talk. Just great. remembered a great book I Bill Walsh. Score takes care of itself. Did you read that this year? Yeah, I read it this year. Over the summer, it was one that everyone says you should read. And oh, yeah. I probably should get around to reading it. And I wish I read it ages ago. Yeah. What's the difference between snowmen and snow women? I know this one. Snowballs. Okay. Yeah. I don't see gender. Oh gosh. Take that joke there, please, Will. <laughs> that whole time, Britt, were you googling that? No, I'm doing work. I did Google dirty Christmas jokes and there's some really funny ones out there. Perfect time to uh, end the conversation. So uh, thank you, everyone. Thank you to Mark. Merry Christmas, Mark. Merry Christmas. Thank you to James. Thank you, Will. Merry Christmas. Thank you, Brett. All good, Will. Merry Christmas, guys. Thank you, Brett. Good enunciation there. Well done. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. That's very American. And Gibbo, you, you survived. You made the cut. Well done. Thanks. Do I not get a thank you? Thank you, Gibbo. <laughs> Merry Christmas. I think you've got a hell of an edit on your hands. Bye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>